This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lost Start of Communication podcast. Sorry that our intro is always the same. Well, actually, thank you all for being so patient with us as Molly and I navigate this world of podcasting and how we can switch things up. Today, we're going to talk about that word, sorry. It's something that we feel is often overused in conversation, both by ourselves as well as by a lot of people with whom we speak. And so today we're going to address this issue of over-apologizing, the effects that it has on our listeners, why we do it, the effects that it has on ourselves, and alternatives we can use to stop overusing the word sorry so that when we do need to apologize for something, it actually holds some weight. Trisha and I have spoken about this a lot based on our childhood and our history and the fact, I think, that we're both women. We use sorry so much, and I've been working on this for the past couple of years, so I have done the work to reduce my use of sorry, but it is still so difficult. It is such a natural filler for me to use because I'm so used to using it, and I'm excited to film this episode because we can start talking about what message it sends when we say sorry, and how to transform our message. Let's talk about that first. What message does it send when we say sorry so much? Well, I think in order to figure out what message it sends, we need to figure out why we're saying it in the first place. And for Mm. me, I know it stems from trying to be polite. If you're raised, especially as a woman, as you mentioned, Molly, in a society and culture where you're trying to be a polite person, often we think saying sorry is a way to excuse ourselves from being rude and it's a way to show manners. But actually, to get to the point of what message does it send by saying sorry, it's showing that we're not comfortable with what we are doing, we're not confident in our own skin, and it undermines our own self-worth by saying sorry as opposed to an alternative like excuse me or something of that nature but by constantly apologizing for living it's saying that we don't feel worthy of the space we're taking up or we don't feel worthy of where we are in that moment and so then we're not going to be getting as much respect from other people if we're constantly apologizing unnecessarily. Yeah, and I think you put it a perfect way, apologizing for living. That's kind of how I used to speak. I would say sorry all of the time, and it would sound something like, say I saw my coworker working and say, hey, sorry, do you have a second? Or if someone bumps into me, I will say sorry to mm-hmm. them. I use it so much. I used to say sorry to inanimate objects as a child. When I would bump into a chair, I would automatically say sorry. Um, if... You know, I am late for something. I say sorry. There's, I, I apologize all of the time. So many thoughts. So first of all, why are you doing that? If you're talking to an inanimate object, I think it probably gave you a release. You maybe felt guilty because, you know, you're like, oops, I wasn't supposed to do that. By saying sorry, you get that release. And I think it's such a, a, a knee-jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. I didn't even look at what I was bumping into. It's just, bam, it comes out of my mouth. I wasn't even aware of what happened, but if something goes out of the norm, I say sorry, and that was a knee-jerk response. Yeah, and so then if we're doing it so often, it goes into our subconscious, and so by constantly apologizing, even unnecessarily, that's telling ourselves and perpetuating those feelings of lack of self-worth. 
But I do just want to touch on, since you said, sorry for living was a good way to put it, I did get that expression from my boss, who is a professional speech coach, because he pointed, he was actually talking about someone else, but very timid natured people tend to have that air about them that's a sorry for living mentality, as opposed to here's what I have to say and welcome to it, which we often fear being too arrogant or aggressive. And so I think the other end of the spectrum is over apologizing and having that really timid energy about us. But there's a balance to be had. We don't have to be arrogant and take up all the space in a rude way. We still can apologize when it's necessary. But if we're doing it so often that we don't even realize we're doing it, like in Molly's case, that is not productive and it's not healthy for us. When we really no. think about it, what is saying sorry when you someone else bumps into you? What is that doing for you or them? Nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's making that person feel in the right, I guess, when when they did the thing that's wrong or in that specific situation, I guess. But say you're saying sorry in a meeting when you're trying to get your thought in. So you're saying something like, hey, sorry to interrupt or hey, sorry to um, – I'm not sure if this is a good – introduction, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, it makes your value and your worth seem less because you're not sure of your value and your worth because you're apologizing for speaking your thoughts. And this, again, it was a very specific situation, but... The fact that you feel the need to preface with an apology is when you have every right to be saying your thought as anyone else does. If you interrupt, then you could say, excuse me for interrupting, or I apologize for interrupting, Here's what I have to say. But most of the time we're saying sorry when we actually have nothing to be sorry for. Just yesterday, for example, I was at a coffee shop and I went to use the bathroom. When I walked out of the bathroom, there was a girl waiting in line. And as we transitioned so that she could enter the bathroom, she said, sorry. And I know that she didn't mean it. It was kind of because we didn't have anything to say. It was a little bit awkward, I guess. Or she felt uncomfortable. And so she's like, oh, sorry. Like, why are you apologizing for going into the bathroom? And so then I said, oh, no, you're fine. And then I felt awkward because then I'm like, oh, what did I do to make her feel like she needed to apologize? And so when we say sorry all the time, not only does it bring ourselves down and limit our own feelings of self-worth, but think about how it makes your listener feel. If you're constantly saying sorry, then that person is going to feel like, oh, gosh, now I have to take care of of this other person. I felt guilty because she said sorry. And I was like, I, you don't have to apologize for going into the bathroom. It's like, what yeah. did I do to make her feel that way? But really, I know that it was her own feelings, but we all interact together. So I had to take the metacognitive approach and think, okay, it wasn't directed at me. So I obviously didn't take it personally, but it still made me think like I could have done something differently so that she didn't feel like she had to apologize. Yeah. When you you told me this story before, and um, when I think about it now, I'm thinking of it as we use sometimes we sometimes use the word sorry in just any uncomfortable situation to fill the space too. If something becomes out of the norm or uncomfortable in your own brain, I guess you say sorry because we say it. I think it's a filler that we use when, like you said, we feel uncomfortable. Say so I don't know what to say, so I'm just going to say sorry so that the other person doesn't feel awkward, even though it actually ends up making the other person, often it can make them feel worse. Or let's say you're in an environment where 
let's take an example if you're an intern at a company and you're constantly saying sorry because of the inferiority and superiority gradient. So let's say you're talking to the head of the company. You might feel a little more meek in that situation. Oh, I'm so sorry to get in your way. I'm just sorry to bother you. But think about the, the boss. Like, this is kind of annoying. This person just keeps apologizing instead of getting to the point. So it's less efficient. They're not going to respect you as much because you keep saying sorry. And you're not going to move up in the world that way because you're constantly saying sorry. It's giving off the impression that you're not confident in what you're doing or not worthy of what you're doing. And you're knocking yourself down. Yeah, you're knocking yourself down to the level that you think you should be at when you're if you're apologizing. You're saying, I'm not worthy of doing this thing, so keep me at this level. Yeah, and we're, of course, not saying don't ever apologize. If you do something wrong, apologize. But when you're just doing your job and you're saying sorry for no reason, it really doesn't help anyone, and it's not productive. Yeah. Another example that I thought of that just happened to me also this morning is I met a man yesterday at a networking event and we had talked about getting coffee because our businesses are mutually beneficial. And so he emailed me yesterday afternoon to say, maybe we could meet tomorrow or sometimes next week. I was running around all day yesterday, didn't have a chance to respond. So I went to type my email this morning and I almost wrote apologies for the delay because he had asked about meeting today and I didn't respond until today. But then I realized I didn't really need to be sorry because the the reason I felt like I should say sorry is because there's an expectation that email should be responded to promptly. But really that's a self-imposed standard that I was saying perhaps coming from the world of New York City where if you don't answer an email within five minutes, it's like, sorry for the delay. But that is something that as a society, we're creating those standards arbitrarily because no one said, I have to respond to an email within five minutes. And so the fact that I hadn't responded within one day, to me, seems fair. Also, we're in Georgia. People take weeks to respond to emails, if I'm being <laughs> honest. So I didn't, once I stopped and analyzed, I realized I don't need to apologize for the delay. If it had been weeks, maybe I could say, here's why I haven't been able to get back to you. I'm sorry for any inconvenience on that. You want to apologize for the trouble you may have caused, but you don't need to say sorry for you. I didn't even say sorry for the delay in this case because it hadn't really been that long and we were able to meet next week, but it made me think about how often we do that in emails and business settings too. Yeah. And if you hadn't, I'm glad you didn't end up sending that email, but if you had, he would have just thought, oh yeah, she should be sorry. But I'm sure because you never mentioned it, he probably didn't think there was anything wrong either. So the thought didn't cross their mind because you didn't allow it to cross their mind. Same kind of thing when um, women compliment each other on outfits. So I found this interesting. I just listened to a TED Talk. Um, It's by a woman. Her name is Maja Jovanovic. I don't know if it's Maha or Maja. I'm not sure. Um, I can link it in the bio. But anyway, she was giving an example of women complimenting other women's outfits. And the first thing that happens when you get complimented on your outfit as a woman, typically, is you say, oh, this old thing, like, I just got it at the thrift store. Or, oh, my gosh, it's so ripped. Oh, I got it for $3. You always kind of apologize or, I guess, belittle the value that that person gave you. And I guarantee the person who gave you the compliment 
didn't notice that it was cheap or didn't know she got it at the store. And now that you've shared that information, they're like, oh, maybe it does kind of look cheaper. Oh, whatever it is. Um, so by saying sorry and apologizing for things, you're giving that person the information that they never would have thought of anyway. Yeah. Well, that, that makes case, you feel littler. It, it's not so much an apology as it is a disclaimer of, oh, here's why I don't deserve this compliment. But I think apologizing does the same thing. We're saying I'm not. Yeah, it's not the same as an apology, but it gives the same message, I think. Yeah. Also in the same TED Talk, the woman was talking about saying sorry in emails. And she shared this really, I think, funny and cool resource. Um, it's in addition to a Gmail. It's like a Gmail plugin. <laughs> it's called Just Not Sorry. So it will read your emails if you have Gmail, and it'll count how many sorries you've added to your email, and it'll say, are you sure you want to send this? You have seven apologies in it. Press send to continue. <laughs> so it makes you really aware of the thoughts that and the sorries you're putting in daily messages. Yeah, and I think that's really important, just gaining our awareness, too, because if we're throwing around apologies, apologies in every email, it really undermines the value of that word. So if, for example you're five minutes late every single day to work and you say sorry every single day, it's like it gets old and it doesn't, it goes in one ear and out the other. It no longer means anything. But if you reserve the apology for times when it matters and it does make a difference, then it'll hold a lot more weight. The more we use this word to mean, excuse me, or to mean I'm not worthy of this, then when you do have to say sorry for something, it really has a lot less value. Yeah. And I think... The sorry still does hold weight if you do it multiple, multiple times in not appropriate situations, but it holds a different type of weight. It holds mm-hmm. the weight of, you know, well, she must not think highly of herself or what is she saying sorry for, da, 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 all these thoughts. It definitely is heard and seen, but in a different way it's that you want it to be. Almost more at a subconscious level. The person might not look at the email and be like, oh, she apologized, therefore she's not confident in herself. And it might subconsciously be like there's something about this person doesn't feel like they own it as opposed to if you just go in this is something I work on a lot with my public speaking clients is they'll get up to do an exercise and make a mistake and say sorry or say um and say sorry it's like no sorries you don't need to say it because it's really not productive in this case I don't need your apology and until you really have someone to point it out to you it's really hard to notice so something we can all do to start with our loved ones what I do with my clients and people that I know, if someone's saying sorry unnecessarily, sometimes I'll just look at them and say, for what? And then Mm -hmm. they never know. It's like, uh, I don't know. They're taking up your time. It's like, you're paying money for this time. You're not taking my time. Like this is your time. Yeah. You know, in case of my clients anyway. But in any case, yeah, the, I'm going to use a lot of references from this TED talk because I just watched it, but she does that as well. She'll ask people who say sorry to her, what are you sorry for? And she said a hundred percent of the time they say, I don't know. And it's so interesting that we do that. I also think it's important to talk about how this is such a pattern in women as opposed to men. Mm-hmm. I haven't done the specific research. I can only say subjectively what I think, but I think women do this way more than men. Yeah, it definitely happens in men too, because I've worked with a lot of male clients, but typically those are the clients that 
are in the minority and that's why they're getting lessons. I was going to say they're going to you for public speaking and needing more confidence in their speaking, right? Yeah. And then also I feel like it's excused a lot more in men, but in women it definitely happens more frequently. I think because of the pressures to be more polite, men aren't held to that same standard to be as polite. And also men know that they have the power, so they don't have the same pressure on them to apologize for things. Mm-hmm. They they have that, in my opinion, they have that innate sense that I'm allowed to do these things, right? Yeah. They're not put as much pressure on, and I think you're right, because of, there's not that stereotype that they have to be as polite. It's funny, though, because once you start building your awareness to this, especially after I started coaching... I notice so much when people apologize and it really bugs me, especially if like it's a man and I'm like, yeah. Ugh, you're apologizing so much. And like, now I can see, see why you're doing that. And so it's really worth gaining your awareness. So let's talk about some alternatives instead of saying, sorry, what can we say? Yeah. And, and what can you say in order to still be viewed as polite? Because I think that is something that people should strive to be like, being polite means you're thinking about others and having, you know, wanting to make a polite impact on them. So it doesn't have to be the word sorry, though, to do that. One strategy for this is to replace your sorries with thank yous. And so, for example, that could look like if you are late to a dinner, you attend, you show up late and you can say, oh, guys, thanks for waiting for me. The end in the TED Talk, too, that happened to her, and she said the response to the table get, said was, you're welcome, and then they moved on. <laughs> there was no, oh, why were you late, or whatever. It was just, okay, you're welcome, moving on. Yeah. Um, this could also be in if you are talking in a conversation and you're sharing your thoughts and loading and venting to somebody, instead of saying, sorry for talking so much, or sorry for venting, I know I'm taking up so much of your time, you could say, thank you so much for listening to me, this really helped. So replacing the sorries with thank you. Yeah. If it's a big, I'm just thinking about the being late example. If someone's like an hour late to dinner and has kept me waiting, then I'm going to expect an apology, but there are ways to do it in a way that is more, that are more effective. So please forgive me for waiting so long here or for taking so long. Here's what happened. I really appreciate you waiting. One thing, if you are going to apologize for something to make it count more, be concise so it doesn't have to be oh my gosh I'm so sorry I can't believe I'm so late I'm so sorry and what that also gets annoying too is when you're just say you're sorry here's my apology I apologize for this please forgive me for doing this and then move on if it's again overusing that word I'm so sorry and you keep dwelling on it it just kind of defeats the purpose it's like okay we get it move on and it doesn't seem as sincere as when you own it say Mm -hmm. this happened to me the other day I said I made a really rude comment I wasn't thinking and it was just not something that was okay with my value system to have said. And so I called my friend a few days later and said, you know, I just really want to apologize for that comment I made. It was totally uncalled for. And by doing it that way, as opposed to, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for saying that thing. I'm so rude. Oh my gosh, I'm just the worst person ever. I'm so sorry. It just, I think it would have undermined the value because we do have to apologize at times, but we want to make sure when we do, it's a strong apology. And that's why we don't want to be throwing around this word all the time because then it weakens the meat. Yeah. And I was just thinking if you had called me Trisha and you had used both of those strategies, either one of the other. So the first, sorry, where you're very confident in saying, Hey, I do apologize for using that phrase that I used. I want to, um, 
genuinely give you space and I know you're genuinely sorry. The other way you did it where you're saying, I'm so sorry, I apologize, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it puts me in a position to have to tell you, oh, it's okay, so I have to console you. So it's it's putting the person in a crappy position too if you're saying it like that. Yes, yes, I love that you said that because often when we, so if I had done it the second way, and this is what I referenced earlier with the girl in the bathroom. If we say sorry in a way that's like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. Then now the other person feels like they have to take care of us. Whereas if yes. we own it, say, wow, I'm sorry. Then they're going to say, okay, I accept that apology. Same thing. If you bump into someone, say, oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. That's different from, oh my gosh. And now the other person is trying, is is now given the burden of making you feel better, which happens a lot when we, when we overuse the sorry and we're then now the other person feels responsible and that's not really fair. And not only responsible, but it seems like the person apologizing saying, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It sounds like they need your approval and they need your, it's okay Mm -hmm. to move on. Otherwise, when this when you come at it with saying, I really apologize for saying it like that, it sounds like they've done the work on themselves to think about it and genuinely come up with an apology and you don't have to say it's okay or you do or you can, but you don't have to. There's no, just like you said, Trisha, no burden on you to do that. Yeah. And like what you were saying before, if, if we were having a conversation and you were venting to me and then you reached out and said, you've done this before, actually. I remember we talked about this. So... Molly was going through something and she was calling me a lot to talk about it. And she sent me a really long text saying, I'm so sorry that I keep talking about this. I promise once I get through this, you won't have to listen to all this, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, why, why are you saying sorry? I, for one, it makes me feel good when you come to me with your problems. I like listening to these problems genuinely. But the fact that she said sorry made me think, oh gosh, I'm not doing something correctly. I'm making her feel the need to apologize. Maybe I'm coming across as feeling burdened by this when in fact I wasn't burdened at all. I loved it. And so by telling her, hey, no, actually it makes me feel really good when you vent to me, please don't apologize for it. Cause when you apologize, it makes me feel like I'm not being a good listener. And so that was a really healthy thing for us to have. I was just going to say the same words. It was a very healthy conversation that fueled our friendship, and now we have a better dynamic in that. So the point being, we want to keep in mind the impact that our sorry is having on the other person, as well as the impact it's having on ourselves. If we are constantly saying sorry, even at the subconscious level, like Molly hitting inanimate objects, That's perpetuating our own feelings of unworthiness. And so when we eliminate that, we can start to realize, oh, wow, why why am I doing that? And then just practicing not saying it is a huge exercise in awareness and figuring out why we're doing the things that we're doing. It's also going to make us come across as more confident and comfortable in our own skin. And then reserving those stories for times when it really does need to be used makes it way more valuable. And then you can reserve reserve those for times when you do want to, you know, you need make to a situation apologize. better. Yeah, because yeah. people do have to apologize sometimes. We're nobody's mm-hmm. perfect, so we're definitely not saying don't ever apologize. But when you do, make it mean something. And I think that's a way to look at it too: is really reflect on the importance of apologizing and forgiveness and when you give it a lot of value then you're less likely to throw it around it becomes it's become so cheap yes and so the pod 
not the podcast, the TED Talk that I listened to had a really good phrase or quote or whatever you want to call it in there that I really want to hold on to. And it says, the idea is to be polite while not minimizing yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't minimize yourself. You are a worthy person. And by saying sorry, you do minimize yourself. But there are other ways like saying thank you or reserving your sorries for genuine times where you can still be polite, but you're seen as a strong person who's not, who knows their value. Yeah. Good. Cool. So my take home for this week would be count your sorries. And every time you say it, really stop and reflect on what you're apologizing for and then practice the same sentence or scenario without saying sorry if you're in a conversation where you can do that. Obviously, if you bump into someone and you say, or someone bumps into you and then you say, sorry, you can't really go back and undo it. But if you're having a conversation with a friend, restate your sentence without the sorry. Yeah. My take home would be to recognize how you feel when you're around people who overuse the word sorry as well. That's been really impactful for me by noticing how other people make me feel. I can put myself in their shoes and see how I make other people feel. And that's been very helpful in my transformation of my vocabulary as well yeah and even taking it a step further if you feel comfortable you can gently bring this attention bring this to people's attention by saying oh no what are you sorry for in a really kind and humble way so that you're not putting them on the spot like don't say sorry but asking that's what I do I I I this is something I'm going to that's my takeaway because I always say like don't say sorry and I try and teach them a lesson that's not my job your job is to do something, like Trisha just said, saying, well, what are you sorry for? Mm-hmm. Why do you feel the need to apologize right now? I hope I didn't. Or I hope I didn't make you feel that you need to apologize for that because you absolutely did nothing wrong. Because one thing that also that happens when one person apologizes and the other person, no, I'm sorry for making you feel bad. No, I'm sorry for doing this. No, I'm sorry. And then it's just this big sorry, sorry, sorry back and forth, which is usually, I do this actually with one of my friends all the time. And it's because we both care so much about the other person's feelings. And then it's like, we had a conversation, we established, okay, we care about each other's feelings. Let's just stop saying sorry <laughs> the end. We and, and move forward. And at the end of the day, we all wanted the same thing in that situation, but we just kept saying, sorry. it was silly. But anyway, the point yeah. is, be but open. But again, that's that idea that. of like being polite, but not minimizing yourself. Yes. Yes. Cause you are worthy of the space you are taking up. You're worthy of the words you are saying. You're worthy of all your thoughts and ideas. And there's no need to apologize for living. There's no need to apologize for standing. There's no need to apologize for the things that you have to say, provided they are kind and considerate to other people and not insults. But keep in mind your own feelings of worth. And a good way to do that is to stop apologizing when you don't need to. Perfect. Thank you. All right, guys, you. let us know if you guys do the takeaways. Um, I think it'd be an interesting discuss- discussion to have and thought-provoking as well. So send us an email at lostartofcommunication at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, lostartofcommunication, or lostartofcommunication at gmail.com. Thank you very much.